You are listening to Noted, a music and beer podcast hosted by Jeff Burns and Brian Duggar and produced by The Blade. Hi there, guys. This is Brian Duggar from the Toledo Blade here with my buddy Jeff Burns for episode five of Noted in Toledo. And we're actually here in downtown Toledo on a beautiful, beautiful, sunny evening here at Black Cloister. And... And Jeff, I'm actually having the Passion of the Grist, which we had a beer contest earlier this year that I hosted, and Black Cloister's Passion of the Grist had actually won the contest. It's a double IPA. It's got a hint of a passion fruit, like 8.5%. So, I mean, it's really good stuff. So I won the contest. We had like 18 different breweries in this thing, and it came out on top. So what are you up to? Yeah, so uh, uh, this is actually my first time being here, but I'm drinking a um, the Black Cloisters uh, Phil's Lager, uh, and it's a really light beer. It's delicious, but um, it's going to be uh, entered in the Great American Beer Festival competition, which is in October. Um, which where is that competition hosted? I, I, you know what? Don't hold me to this, Jeff. But I think it might be in Denver. But yeah, it's a delicious beer, and it's my first time being here, so this place is really, really cool. Yeah, man, you know what's really cool is this Passion of the Grist that I'm drinking right now, Black Coyster is actually bringing this to a festival, a little festival we're having Saturday here. It's called uh, the Beer and Bacon Festival. And Jeff and I are going to see what kind of trouble we can get into at this festival, and this will be episode six. I mean, there's a lot of great beer. There's going to be 18 different breweries there. There's going to be all kinds of different styles of bacon and bacon... I mean, there's, like, bacon popcorn, there's bacon. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, man. It's like, uh, you know, bacon on a stick. You know, there's uh, a toffee bacon, chocolate-covered bacon. I mean, it's going to be – and you know what? There's going to be a lot of really drunk people, Jeff, and uh, and we may be uh, two of them. So we'll see, what, we'll see how this goes. But, you know, we're going to bring that to you in uh, Episode 6, and uh, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, um, and speaking of, uh, you know, just, Brian, like, what have you been writing about this past week, man? I know you went to a couple of concerts last week, but... Dude, I have been on Country Music Patrol. I mean, there were, you know, Brett Eldridge was here in town on Thursday night, and I've never been a huge Brett Eldridge fan, but... Man, the guy was outstanding. I mean, the concert, you know, I've probably covered a couple hundred concerts in my lifetime, or at least attended a couple hundred. And he was one of the better concerts I've actually seen. And, you know, I sat down with Devin Dawson, one of his opening acts, for an interview before the show. Telling you, man, this guy's gonna be a superstar. I mean, he's got a, a rock and roll heart. He's a big fan of Johnny Cash, and I just expect big things from him. And this was Brett Aldridge's first uh, headlining concert, and it, it was just great. I mean, it was, I mean, people were going nuts in this thing. I mean, it was predominantly women, and I, I would guess I think in the first. You know, about the ten rows around me, there were probably three guys, including me. So, but these women, man, they uh, they went nuts for this guy, and and then the next night I had to turn around, and Chris Young actually was uh, headlining the arena here in town, and this guy absolutely on fire. He won Nashville Star back in 2004, which is. 
you know, I mean, it's one of those reality TV shows that no one ever succeeds at after they after they end up winning it. But this guy really has. I mean, he's sold out every date of his tour so far. And, and we're not talking small theaters. I mean, he sold out the Toledo Arena, and he sold it out pretty quick. So, I mean, that was great. I mean, Kane Brown opened for him. Another just absolute superstar in the making. So, I mean, good time. I mean, so what have you been up to? God, man, you've been so busy. Uh, so, <laughs> actually, I had a story that came out last uh, Sunday, um, just you know about all the uh, all of the musical acts, um, artists, and bands that are going to be playing here in uh, the Toledo area this summer. And there's going to be a lot, man. Tim McGraw and Faith Hill are going to be here for two, two nights. Yeah. Two nights are going to be here. And one and of those is already sold out, actually. The first night is. Um, and that'll be over at the Huntington Center. But, I mean, aside from that, I mean, Gladys Knight is going to be here uh, um, over at Promenade Park in Toledo. And, I mean, dude, that's a brand new um, uh, area they opened up last summer, um, their partnership with ProMedica. Um, and it's just going to be a jam-packed summer, man. And uh, I guess aside from that, uh, I've also been trying to lock down an interview with um, Cisco. Cause, because Cisco is in uh, the group Drew Hill. And for those of you listening... <laughs> Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, Jeff. I have no idea who the hell heck you're talking about here. Did I almost swear? I think I almost said hell. But uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I have no idea who you're talking about here, buddy. I mean, so tell me who the heck this is. Well, Cisco brought to the great world that we live in the 1999 hit Thong Song. And Cisco is now in <laughs> Drew Hill. Go on, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, it's totally random, but I'm trying to lock down an interview with Cisco, man. And uh, his his uh, group is going to be performing at the Stranahan Theater at the end of May, I think. Um, but anyhow, man. So we're going to be this week. So for episode five here, we're going to be talking to the Human Juice Box, <laughs> a band called the Human Juice Box. I mean. Human Juice Box. Tell me more about that, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, they're a rock band out of Maumee, Ohio, and uh, um, you know they released uh, they released an, their newest album, I guess, um, in September, and uh, they recorded it over at Bigfoot Studios in Maumee, and it's the same studio that our guests from a couple weeks ago, Oliver Hazard, actually recorded their um, upcoming new album um, at the same studio. And uh, I've known the guys for a really long time, and I always uh, catch them anytime they're playing, um, whether it's downtown Toledo, um, you know, either at the Ottawa Tavern um, or in Bowling Green over at, you know, Howard's Club H over there. Anytime they, that I see that they're going to be playing an upcoming show, I always try my best to, you know, make it there. And they're a cool group of guys, man, and their music is really, really good. And actually, we have a, we have a song, uh, their song, No Better Time Than Now, which is from their uh, album Portrait of June. And here it is.
All right, so that was uh, Human Juice Box's song, No Better Time Than Now. And uh, right now we have Chris Rogi uh, from Human Juice Box in noted in Toledo studio here in downtown Toledo. Yeah, how'd you guys come up with Human Juice Box, man? Well, uh, we started the band back in 2008. We were still in high school. And we couldn't, we were having a hard time coming up with a cool name. Everything sounded kind of stupid or cliche and <laughs> and uh so then my brother who was probably about like 10 or 11 years old at the time suggested human juice box and <clears throat> we, were, we all kind of when i brought it to the band everybody was just kind of like well it's i kind of like it you know <laughs> it's what was, it, his, what was his reason i mean what i mean he suggested it but did he say why <laughs> i don't know i just think it's some sort of weird abstract thought only a kid could come up with and it's it's something that's it's it's not too serious nowadays you know but it's still kind of cool i guess yeah but you guys also have like a mascot uh that you bring to not every show but it's uh i mean what is tell me about this thing man like how did you make this thing and and honestly who who wears it like who is the mascot i don't remember when the idea came to us but uh our bass player, Elliot Phillips, I feel like, I think he was the one that made it out of uh, cardboard and, like, two-by-fours. <laughs> I think a little drain system, you know, for the straw. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is, like, a, a like literally like a, a human little, size Yeah, it's like a box. promotional stunt. <laughs> you know, it's like we'd we play somewhere, and it was kind of the idea was that we would, like, sit it outside, outside of the bar so that if someone was driving by, they'd be like, oh, shit, human juice box. <laughs> you know? Maybe we should stop in or, I don't know, or whatever. No, man, it's hilarious, dude. Every time I see that thing. I mean, I was, uh, you guys played at Culture Clash Records here in Toledo. Um, God, I can't remember. It was it was uh, several months ago. Was it this year? Was it last year? I can't it last, remember. It was last May. It was almost a year ago. Was it? Mm-hmm. And I remember that out in the front along the, like right along the road, the the mascot the juice box mascot was literally just like waving his hands and like saying like hey, that, that that's how you know that juice box is playing. Yeah. Um, well, you, you said you guys met in uh, you guys all were the same high school. Is that right? What high school? Mommy. Mommy. Yeah. And it just was something where I got a guitar from my uncle and I decided the next day that I was going to start a band. <laughs> and I was like convinced. I was like I'm going to be Jimmy Page. You know that was like the thing. So, and then I met Elliot real shortly after that in, like, a health class. He was new in school. And then our drummer at the time, Alex Rodriguez, I had just met him, and we were jamming. And then um, John Bonamigo was a good friend of mine, still is, since first grade. Wow. And he played guitar, too, and he was, like, the kid that lived, like, three blocks away from me that played guitar as well. So So was that the dream early on to in the band well you said it was for you but I mean how about these other guys uh yeah we all had a good <laughs> common interest in music um mostly like classic rock but like alternative stuff too and then as we got older we started going to music festivals and you know kind of had bright ideas and you know enjoyed we enjoyed playing together so that's why we've stuck together you know the three of us John Elliot and John I mean John Elliot and myself so because we just enjoy playing music together yeah, yeah, um, and you mentioned Jimmy Page, but, um, like, what, what did you guys, what did you and John, I guess, um, I mean, what were some cover? like, did you guys just start playing covers or, like, learning to play um, other songs, you know, from other bands? Uh, we pretty much just started, 
we tried doing some covers, but we just started writing our own music. And we kind of started off as like a metal band, to be honest with you, which is kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Because wow. we're just like kids with these like <laughs> simple little pedals that are just like blaring this awful stuff. And then, uh, but then as we got a little older, we decided that we kind of wanted to go into more of a funk direction and more of kind of in like a psychedelic direction. We just kind of, our ears kind of developed and then our uh, taste did as well. So. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know we're going to start talking about um, your most recent album, Portrait of June, here uh, in a second. But I was hoping you could sort of tell us about um, the song June. Um, you know, tell us uh, how how that kind of came together, and uh, um, just you know, tell us about it. I guess. Well, that album that we made, Portrait of June, is sort of like it's it's a loose concept over a character we created named June, um, and it was just sort of like a way to give us fodder to write songs about, you know, the girls in our lives or whatever, or, you know. So June is sort of uh, the title track, I guess, loosely. Right. It doesn't, like, encompass the whole story or anything. It's just a song called June. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the song June um, from Human Juice Box's Portrait of June. Right, that was June uh, from Human Juice Box's Portrait of June. Uh, that the album came out in September, is that right? Yeah, last year. Okay, September of 2017. And uh, so you mentioned that this was a concept album. So if you could just tell us a little bit more about how this idea, um, how you guys came up with this idea, and and why you wanted to, I guess, create a concept album. Well, yeah, it was just an idea to, you know, around a character that we could write a bunch of songs about love songs or 
anything. We kind of wanted to create the character of June as this sort of picturesque hipster girl that, you know, that someone in their 20s would want to, you know, be with, you know, or... And it kind of ended up having, like, some sort of weird, open-ended, tragic ending. But it's, uh... It's... It's open to interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but, man, the album was great, dude. I mean, my girlfriend, Brett, she literally listens to this album (laughs) probably three times a week. I'm not even kidding. She listens to it while she's in the shower. She's getting ready for work, sometimes before she goes to sleep at night. And and again, we just want to remind listeners that Brett actually does exist. Brett does exist. Because every time we're out with Brett and Victoria. (laughs) I have proof, actually. Chris has met Brett. (laughs) Brett is cool. (laughs) She really is cool. So she, she just refuses exist, to talk on microphones. So. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you guys also recorded this album at um, Bigfoot Studios in Miami. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, actually the same studio that um, the guests, our guests from a couple episodes ago, Oliver Hazard, actually recorded there. Um, but, how, I mean, how was this? Like, how, how was the experience recording there? Um, I mean, how have you guys recorded there before prior to this? Yeah, we recorded our first album there and which was self-titled and then we recorded songs for the sun which was our second uh, album i think that came out in 2015 and then this one was our portrait of june was our latest work but that kind of started a few years ago uh, us and travis from bigfoot studios uh, kind of started together we had some music that we wanted to record and he had the microphones and knew how to work pro tools so it kind of worked out Mesh, we mesh well together. He uh, he doesn't really produce the music or tell you what to do. He just has nice stuff. He's a good sound engineer, and you just kind of do your thing, and he'll make it sound good. You know. Yeah, we should let people know, Chris. Where can people actually find your music and find out more about you? I know you're probably on social. I know you are on social media. Hmm. Where we you can listen to us on Spotify. We have a page on there, and we have an iTunes account. Uh, we have a Reverb Nation page that isn't up to date, but <laughs> uh, there's still music of ours on there. Uh, I don't normally encourage people to look us up on YouTube because if you want to have a laugh, you can uh, see videos of us from high school playing awful metal music. But <laughs> uh, if you want to laugh, but our albums are on there as well. So Yeah. And Chris, how old are you? 26. You're 26. So you, you mentioned the band started playing. I mean, the first show was what 2008 2009 how long ago the first show first show yeah uh i think the first well we played a couple open mics at mickey fens but i think our first real show that we played like a friday night or something that might have been in like 2011 or 12 okay okay and uh i mean so you're like eight 19 20 years old at that point yes yeah Yeah. (laughs) and you'd been playing with john for since you said first grade not playing guitar, just hanging out. Just hanging out? Okay. Playing baseball and riding bikes and stuff. So you've known him for that long. Yeah. Um, and the only reason why I bring this up is because, um, I mean, you're still fairly young. 26 is still fairly young. And the fact that you guys are, have been playing shows for, you know, this long now. I mean, looking back to, you know, those first couple of shows, I guess, and now, and we'll talk about the new music here in just a second, but I guess if we're relating this to, you know, your most, most recent album, Portrait of June, um, tell me a little bit about how um, that 
sort of how you guys have sort of changed um, throughout that time and looking back now I mean are you surprised that the band is still going right now um, I guess uh, you know how how far are you trying to to take this band I'm not surprised that we're still playing because I wake up every day and I want to play guitar yeah uh, but things are things get in your way sometimes like work and school <laughs> which are important you know but it does never stop it's like it's like a clock in your head that's always winding you know you really you just you want to play um and john's the same way and elliot's passionate about music as well james gerhardt he's our drummer yeah he's very consistent and i think he loves music as well so i think we've changed because we've had we i think we've changed every time we got a different drummer we kind of like had like a and we turned a page or something um and James is our fourth, and he kind of has more of a jazzy sound, which kind of makes us play less real driving stuff, but like makes us look at, makes at least me, myself, look at things a little differently by the way he plays drums. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about the writing process. I'm always curious when uh, musicians come in here and uh, they all have different ways of writing, and you guys are all friends. So, I mean, what's it like when you get, get together and write, and, and how does that work? Um, usually somebody brings in an idea, you know, you know, I'll bring an idea in mostly guitar, you know, uh, just kind of an outline of how I want a song to go. And then we'll just start playing it with a drum beat and I'll teach John and Elliot the chords and then, you know, or I'll have an idea and I'll run it off John. That's my favorite thing about having him around, you know, besides (laughs) other things, but yeah. Musically, I like to run ideas off of him and say, I have this, but I don't know where to go with it. What do you think? And just get his brain going on that. You know, we work well together and compliment each other. And singing, we kind of alternate. So so, so you put together the uh, instrumental first before you do the lyrics? The lyrics come from the, the beat, huh? Yeah, it comes from putting the song together. You know, you kind of structure it like verse, chorus, or, right. you know, and you know what you're going to do with that. Uh, and words usually do come last. Sometimes I'll sit down. Like there's a song on the album called uh, "Digital Natives." It's on Portrait of June. That I just I took a half day off work and I sat down. And I had these chords and I just decided I wanted to write a song about our generation. And I googled like a name for the people that are like you know, I forget what is it. They're like Generation Y or X or whatever we are. <laughs> yeah, well, but, but like yeah. another name, like a synonym. But like Digital Natives was one I found. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So. And then I wrote things, and I kind of mocked like things like Facebook and you know stuff like that. So it just happens. Whatever inspires you, you know, you run yeah. with it. You're a pretty creative guy, anyhow. I mean, you like to write or poetry or anything like that. I mean, this come pretty natural to you. I think I like to think of myself as pretty creative. Yeah. I I like <clears throat> I like art. I've never been one to draw though or paint, but I can turn guitar like an art form. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to like mixing different like styles, jazz, whatever weird stuff, like weird scales, mixolydian stuff. But I like photography too, I guess. I like to read sometimes. Uh, poetry is not necessarily my <laughs> go-to, but I have read like a couple of Bukowski books. Yeah, which is you, cool. I hear a lot of stories from uh, you know artists who say, yeah, I always walk around with a uh, a little notebook or even a little recorder that I'll, you know, tell ideas into, or even a, some, some guys even tell me they have a notebook by the bed at night 
so that an <laughs> idea hits them. Anything like that? Yeah, I try. I've tried to keep notebooks. Um, I usually lose them. And I think about like who's gonna find this and what the hell are they gonna think of me? Yeah. You know, but uh, they're gonna make it rich because they're yeah. gonna find these lyrics. They're gonna be like, man, this is yeah. awesome. Yeah, I don't know about that, but maybe. <laughs> but I do keep notebooks sometimes. Yeah. So I, I okay. So talking about um, you know just writing music in general, right? So you guys are uh, writing new material right now, right? And you guys are back at Book, Bigfoot Studios. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how far are you guys into uh, the writing and when's it going to come out? No idea when it's going to come out. Yeah. Hopefully sometime by the end of this year. But it's uh, it's just like we have three songs started. We have drum tracks done and we're starting to do guitar tracks. And we need to make some time to go back in there, you know, in the next couple of weeks and start uh, working on, you know, more tracks. We're, I, I don't know how many songs we're going to do. We're still like writing a lot of stuff, and yeah. Um, what about the uh, the the general sound of the band? I guess I mean, is it going to sound like something like Portrait of June, or is it going to sound different than that? I think it's going to get away from that sort of. I think Portrait of June. We were trying to have like some sort of like new wave uh, indie sound, and then this one we're kind of going back to like a a more like it sounds more like classic rock and roll sort of thing but in our own style you know like if like paperback writer was an entire album you know <laughs> uh but i have all sorts of like things i call it like country goth or something like, <laughs> like country goth <laughs> no it's it's yeah. gonna be a different though great are you more of a recording guy or do you just like to get out on stage and perform i like to do both i love playing out I love uh, there's a really good feeling you get from playing out getting yourself out there playing people and then you get all the attention afterwards which is is nice sometimes but then you don't know what to think when people are saying stuff to you you know you might go out there and play like your worst show you've had in like years and they'll be like oh that was good yeah feeling <laughs> sorry for us yeah, or it's what? Like, uh, <laughs> all right thanks uh, yeah. yeah but you yeah. just have to have a smile on your face all the time and take it as it is trust people I guess yeah. Yeah. What kind of gigs you got around town? Where are you guys playing? We play at Ottawa Tavern a lot. It's kind of our little home base. But we got gigs at the Bronze Boar. Um, we're going to go back to Howard's to try to tap into the bowling, you know the Bowling Green scene again because we had a lot of fun back in the day. We play at the Village Idiot on occasion. Um, we get invited sometimes, and then sometimes I email their owner and we get a gig. But uh, you guys have played as far as like Fort Wayne, Indiana. The, yeah, before, right? Yeah, we're playing Fort Wayne, Columbus. Yeah. Detroit yeah. once. Uh, the out-of-town stuff, when you do it yourself, you have to a lot of times find local support, and it's a lot of work, and usually it's, it's my responsibility, usually, and it's not easy. Unless you had, like, some somebody else do it for you, that'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. But it's fun. I like to do that stuff. I like yeah. to see places, so... Yeah. yeah. So what? So what's the actual dream? I mean, do you guys would you like to be able to do this full time? Is that a goal, or you just doing it as a hobby, or what's? So what's the dream at this point? Do you guys want to know the truth? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you. We do. But <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool to drive around and play, you know, across the country and stuff, or like Europe or something. That would be awesome. I don't know if I could do it forever, but uh, I don't really know. I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at right now. Yeah. I like playing local stuff, but it, I guess it would be better 
to be a little more adventurous with it. I would probably like that a lot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. I'm excited. I'm really excited for the, the new material. I can't wait to hear it. Um, I mean, just the band in general, dude, I'm so excited for. And even like the first time, like one of the first times I met you guys, um, and this is back when you had your former drummer or your previous drummer, but um, you guys played an acoustic set in uh, my living room when I was living in Bowling Green um, over on Fifth Street. And it was like one of the first times that I think I met you guys in person. And so you guys show up in this car. Um, you had a, I think it was like a 12 pack of beer. And uh, <laughs> like you guys just like, sounds like us. didn't slowly get out of the car. You guys like got out of the car super fast started loading up all this all your gear inside the living room I was like damn these guys are legit and I felt like so square because here you guys are like cracking open beers getting ready to play and it's like and 11 in the morning it was like a Sunday <laughs> it was a Sunday at like 11 a.m. or something yeah. and I was sitting there like with like drinking a coffee yeah. and they were cracking open beers I was like that was the moment when I was reevaluating reevaluating my life thinking like man I'm a total square right now. Mm, yeah, you're way cooler now. So. <laughs> yeah, now you're hosting a beer. Yeah, and, music and here we are in 2018, <laughs> yeah. years later. So how was Jeff's apartment? Did he keep it pretty clean or was it kind of a wreck or what? <laughs> if you can even remember that. <laughs> I think it was clean. It was, a, it was a college house for sure. It was. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't scary. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we didn't even have microphones or anything set up. It was just John was literally just singing uh, without a microphone. And uh, it was totally, you know, unprofessional and everything, but I, it turned out great. And actually, here we are, and I'm glad that we've kept this relationship, man. And, uh, yeah, me too. Like I said, I'm glad, uh, I'm happy, you know, I'm excited for the new music. And before we wrap this up, I just want to um, ask you if you could tell us a little bit about um, with your song, um, It's Not the Same Without You. Uh, how did this come about? How did it come together? Uh, you know, what can you tell us about this song? Well, that song is, is one where it's kind of like spoken word sort of thing. I'm not really singing. Yeah. Um, I'm singing more and more these days, uh, but th- it was an idea that I had where there was a song that I was listening to that I liked a lot called "The Gift" by the Velvet Underground, and it had this like really cool beat. And then uh, I guess Lou Reed wrote this like whole story, you know, about this guy named Waldo Jefferson who was in this long distance relationship with his girlfriend, and he like missed her, so he decided that he was going to ship himself in a box to her. And, and, and it was this like real elaborate story. I'm not going to tell you guys how it ends because you should listen to the song and see how it ends. It's actually pretty <laughs> funny. But anyways, I had this idea. I was like, okay, so we'll have this like grooving song. And John had a riff. And then I had the idea, well, I'll just talk over it. And I, don't, I didn't write anything as like cool or as profound as what like Lou Reed would have done. But it's pretty it's, – it's neat. I like that song a lot. And then I did some guitar tracks that I like, think sound like dinosaurs sighing or something. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a good tune. It's, I like the jam at the end. It's kind of like I don't know. I like it. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. Well, here's a song. Uh, it's not the same without you by Human Juice Box.
subtle smiles and a look in my direction. I wrote her songs, but nothing captures the way she made me learn to care for myself and others. Her body was a home, and her affection was a fine piece of art. Never faded over time. I've nothing left to say when words cannot describe the feelings. Not the same without you, Chris. Thanks so much for coming in. I mean, pleasure learning about you guys and uh, hearing some of your music, and I like it. Good stuff. Yeah, man. So, uh, what can we? Uh, what are we doing next week? Well, Jeff, we're headed to the Beer and Bacon Festival this weekend, which is going to be the subject of uh, next week's uh, podcast. And <laughs> I'll tell you what, can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to this. 18 breweries on site. Uh, there's going to be all kinds of different. Uh, bacon type food i mean katie's randy cat's gonna be there yep that's right steve Steele, the former uh, toledo city council uh, president he uh fronts this band and it's always a good time when you know they start playing for you and i mean some of the bacon stuff i i sampled it last week uh you know peter avagi the toledo city councilman is actually you know he's kind of in charge of this whole production and and he's putting all the food together and this this man Jeff, I mean, this man just loves bacon. Yeah. You know, it's, it's from the whole Hungarian uh, uh, background and culture, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And you know what? We're gonna we're gonna encounter a couple drunk people. We'll probably ask them how their day's been, and uh, maybe tell us some embarrassing stories about everything. But we're looking forward to that. Yeah, I can't wait, man. So, so all right, that's episode five. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll yeah. talk to you next week. Sweets. <laughs>